Welcome to the Cogent Code Podcast. The Cogent Code Podcast is logical and convincing standards and rules to live by in today's society. I'm your host, Akil Bektemba, and my co-host is Sia Parker. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about aging while Black. Uh, This episode focuses on the definition of physical aging, what are the effects of it on our bodies, skin, hair, etc., and what do we do for self-care? pre-corona and in the corona. You know that Rona is trying to get us. That's right. When we were looking up this particular subject, um, instead of going with a traditional definition, I think we decided to kind of look at what the Urban Dictionary said about going over the hill. So (laughs) I found this to be quite funny because uh, it kind of refers to being over the hill as reaching the average midpoint in life, which is age 40. And then at your 40th birthday, your general general thought is that you're making it over the hill. So you've gone up the hill for 40 years in age, youthful appearance. um, And now for 40 more years, you're going down the hill. So you're going to decrease your health and lose your beauty and have a loss of, of, of physical and, and probably mental aging, I would think. What do you think of that uh, definition of going over the hill? Did you realize that that's what that meant? No, I didn't. And, and you know, I always thought of over the hill was like 60, 70 years old, you know. <laughs> and and maybe when we were 20, I thought over the hill might have been 40. But I'm telling you, over the hill being 47, over the hill cannot be 40. Because then that means I'm on rapid decline on the low slope and I'm trying to get uh, trying to change that. So I hate that definition. Um, But, you know, that's what the Urban Dictionary says. So we'll rock with it. We're going to rock with it for sure. So I'm 44. um, So I'm I'm not quite as old as you. Over the hill as I am. (laughs) Yeah, I've just, you know, four years ago, apparently made it up the hill. So now I'm on the decline. But uh uh, I just kind of wanted, you know, the the people listening to the podcast to know that we are what some people would consider middle aged, right? Right. And and for the younger listeners, you get here so fast. So when people say, "Oh, enjoy your college years," or "Enjoy your twenties or your 30s, That's please right. believe them. Please believe them. It's just it's not it's no joke how fast you get here and. Apparently we're on the decline now, so I don't know how fast that's going to feel. So, yeah, I'm no. trying to hit the brakes. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I think um, you know I think it's funny thinking about aging, and obviously when we were <clears throat> in our 20s, we always thought about you know what seemed old. You know, I think in in our teens, you know, 40 seems so far away that it just that it, it you know our not even our parents at sometimes, well, depending on how old your parents were. But when I was a teenager, I don't even know if my, when I was 16, I'm trying to see how old my parents were. I don't even know if they might've hit 
I had young parents, so I don't know if they were at 40 yet. So it didn't seem that old. But I tell you, as you got as I've gotten older, um, you know, being over the hill and 40 didn't seem that doesn't seem that old. And then we all we all went through the whole um, 20 is the new what do we what 50 is the new 20 and 60 is the new 30 and all of that whole uh, that those hashtags and those things over the last few years. So, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if you if you think about it, I, I think that there's been a lot of advances that have helped us to uh, take care of ourselves in different ways. So perhaps mm-hmm. you can say that the aging process, the more that we learn about things we can do to prevent how your actual age is physically internally inside your body versus your actual age uh, in years that you've been on this earth. Um, I do think we've had advances in, in sciences and just learning more about how your physical body works and what can you do to maintain the youthfulness. But I, I think what's interesting is that there's an extra layer for black people that I don't, mm-hmm. I think is, is kind of fun to talk about um, because, you know, everybody says, well, black don't crack, you know, That's people right. will say black don't crack um, and people from the outside will think that you are much younger than you actually are uh, being a person of color. I think that uh, you may look it on the outside, but you still sometimes feel the effects based on your actual physical age. Right. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I, um, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, resonated with me when you're talking about this over the hill concept. Um, it's probably almost every day that, that I feel like I'm gaining too much momentum on that downhill slide just because <laughs> shit be hurting, man. I get up in the morning, my back be stiff, my legs sometimes. So I just, uh, you know, I, I feel it that way. I don't feel it mentally. I don't feel like I'm, you know, that far. I have a 16 year old daughter, you know, like your 20 year old son. I, I don't feel like, like I'm that far apart generationally from them. Like we can't connect. Like we don't, maybe even listen to the same music. We don't still, you know, we don't do a lot of those things, but, uh, but yeah, physically, you know, I just was out there mowing the lawn and doing yard work today. And then after I got done, I had to sit down for a minute, man. And I didn't (laughs) used to have to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for, I mean, like you mentioned, I have a 20 year old son and I think that what keeps my mental more youthful is having a son uh, that's, you know, in in his twenties, because I, I, keep up on the musicians and up on the music. Right. And he lets me watch YouTube with him. And so I know who's who. Um, But some of it is so funny because when we are in the car, he likes to dominate the radio and he likes me to listen to uh, juice world and Mm -hmm. little Uzi vert and all of these different uh, rappers and, and artists that he likes uh, he likes to share it with me and wants me to re- listen to the lyrics, honestly. But I, I still think I stay young mentally with what's going on in society because my son is 20. And and like you said, uh, the age gap is there, right? There's 24 years. I had him when I was about 24. But um, I don't feel like it's that wide. I don't feel like it's right. that wide. Right, which I think is, is a difference, um, you know, but... I don't know. I kind of, you know, if I if I reflect back on growing up, you know, I still listen to. So, you know, as we as we were raising our kids on, you know, I mean, I was maybe 
maybe it wasn't the greatest parenting, but I was raising my kids on Pac and Biggie and Too Short and, you know, E-40 and Snoop and all the, you know, Wu-Tang and just all the, all the, you know, things that we were listening to as we were coming up. And even, you know, especially in our young, um, you know, twenties and thirties, I, I was exposing them to all of that, even the ones with the unedited versions. I just had to tell them not to speak to it. Um, but, but I remember growing up and now, and our parents having, you know, we listening to Ohio players and Marvin Gaye and, you know, all that good stuff. So I don't know. I, I think we've definitely had an opportunity to stay connected on that end, but that's the difference between, um, you know, for this particular conversation, that's the difference between, you know, kind of the mental connection and the mental youth, um, uh, you know, Oh, is it, is it, I was going to say youthness. That's not really a word, but youthfulness, uh, youthfulness. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, the mental youthfulness and then the physical, uh, things that we're going through. And, and, uh, and so, you know, there's definitely a contrast. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've been trying to rededicate, uh, some of my time weekly, uh, trying to motivate to exercise. Right. And when I was younger, I used to be big into exercise. We kind of mentioned it yep. on earlier podcasts that that's where we met as at a gym. It's harder for me to motivate now to want to do it, but I definitely, if I go hard or I, I do a workout that's intense, I pay for it for like oh, yeah. three days. Right. Mm-hmm. At the three day mark, like I can't get out of bed or when I'm getting out of bed, I'm, I'm very sore. I have a real high bed too. So it's like jumping out of it. I definitely feel the effects of working out. And then I found in the past, as I've gotten older, it would deter me from doing it again. Right. Because I'm like, wow, I don't remember feeling like this when I was in my twenties and thirties working out. Now it's like a, it's a painful experience. <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta ease into it now. I, I, uh, I find myself that same thing. I, I have. So I go through a couple things. I go through two things. One, motivating to get to it. Right. And and just getting there, whether that be the gym, my home gym, whether that be going to, you know, hit a trail on a hike or something, you know, definitely active. Um, the second part of it for me is kind of the disappointment that, all right, I've been going hard for two weeks and nothing is showing. Right. Yeah, oh, the, I used yeah. I used to be, you know, I used to man when I was I remember being, you know, back in the day being, you know, in my 20s and even early 30s, you know, being able to, you know, if I missed the gym for six months, two weeks later, as long as I get in there, hit it right. I'm 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 starting to see, you know, see muscles getting right, starting to see the 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 waistline go down a little bit, starting to see all these things. Man, you can go go at it for like three or four months. And not see, you know, you might see a little bit of weight loss. You might feel a little bit stronger, but nothing to the to the impact that you want to see. And so then you got to go through the whole being discouraged again about about that part. So that's definitely an age related issue for me. Oh, for sure. For me, being a female and just seeing that my body just doesn't bounce back the same way. It's like I did. I had one of my friends, we did a hundred squat a day challenge uh, during this COVID thing because we were trying to make sure that we were getting on each other about not just sitting here all day. But um, and I think after the fourth day, right, every day you had to build up to you're trying to get to a hundred squats and then you had to like maintain. 
I breathing hard, sweating and, uh, you know, just but then thinking like, oh, OK, I've been doing this for a good two weeks now. I should be seeing some difference. Yeah, no right. difference. No difference. And then the other thing is like when you eat, too, like I, I used to be able to eat, you know, a fast food meal or anything bad and mm. you wouldn't see it on the bo- on your body. But no. now you eat one burger and it's like you definitely feel the effects of the burger after you've eaten it. Like, and then you also can see the effects of what you've been eating on your body much, much quicker as we age. Without a doubt. And, and it, you know, and you feel it. Like you said, um, you know, I every single time it's almost before it's even consumed all the way. I'm already like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel I already feel sluggish. I already feel like that processed meat is already jacking my situation up. It's all it's all bad. So okay, so so we talked about like the workout thing and getting and and dealing with you know with with the pains and the and the and the lack of gains and the need for motivation on the workout thing. How do you, what what else have you noticed? How, you know, skin, hair, mind. Obviously, when you look at me, I don't have any hair on top of my head. For those who are listening, can't see us. There's no head on top, ball head, but I do have a beard and my beard is, is getting to be, it's probably 50%, maybe 40, 40, 50% white and gray at this point. I do luckily maintain a little bit of pepper in there with the salt, but more salt is showing up every day. So. So what else do you see? For me, for my hair uh, in particular, I have, I've dyed my hair since, I don't know, since I was 16 or 17. I think one of my first jobs was working in the hair salon as a receptionist. So I've always had like different colors in my hair and all of that. Um, But I now have gray hair, but the, where, where I'm graying is only on the two sides of my head and only a tiny bit. So I don't really have gray in the middle. There's no gray. If you lift my hair up, there's no gray anywhere, but it's, it's on the side. And at first it was like one or two. So I would take a tweezer and I would pluck out the gray hair as it would cut. Like if I saw one, I said, Oh my gosh, there's a gray hair. And I would pluck it out. Yeah. But it's just overcome me now. And it's like, I can't pluck it out. I have to dye it now. I have to, you know, dye. I think my cadence is about every five months, I, I, I notice I have to die, which I'm lucky, but yeah. I can tell that the gray is going to get me. And when it does, I'm going to have to be a lot more frequent with the are way you, I die. You, you, so at what, what, so at what age, so you're 44. So at what age are you going to just embrace? Do you feel like you're going to just embrace it? Or is that never going to happen? Cause you know, you see, you see some women, you know, and men um, I'm, I'm fighting it. I, I have friends my same age who they dye their beards Every single week, it looks like it's pitch black, like they're 20 years old. You know, I refuse to do it. I don't know something about just keeping it natural for me. I'm wondering because I do see some women and see some men who who kind of embrace it and they, you know, it becomes part of them. I do see some men and some women, you know, they'll go. They're going to they're going to die until diet until they're all the way down the, the rest of the hill. 
You know, I don't know, to be honest, because uh, I have a lot, I've been known to be a little vain about uh, my appearance in the past and, and just not wanting to let go. I, I have become more comfortable as I age in a lot of ways mentally with more acceptance of who I am and just really not feeling the pressure of Mm -hmm. looking a certain way all of the time. But um, I like dye and my hair is not naturally its color. My hair is a a medium brown naturally or a a darker brown, but I dye it like a a lighter caramelish color. I always have highlights in there. And I started to make sure it was lighter and not darker as the gray started coming in to make sure that it was easy. Blend is right. <laughs> yes. Because if, <laughs> if, if you have light hair, then a gray comes in. You can't really tell. It might look blonde, right. you know? Right. So, I, so I don't know. I might. I That's might. a calculated judge, uh, uh, adjustment right there. Always, always calculated with me. But I, I, I might let go because I do think that um, some silver foxes, right? I call ladies That's who right. have gray hair uh, silver foxes. I find that to be very beautiful when a woman I can embrace that and, and still you know, feel confident in their skin with, with, you know, gray hair. So I don't know. It depends on how it comes in, but if it keeps coming in like this patchwork, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be dying it for a long you have to patch time. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting that you say that just because I, I, I find, you know, I find women with, you know, with white hair, gray hair, especially ones that, you know, kind of maintain and, and, you know, still, you know, keep some youth except for kind of the, how the hair is. Um, and I also find I've seen trends also where the very young women have like dyed their hair gray and rocked like these gray styles, right. These all gray or white styles. So, you know, I think it's a, it's, you know, trendy wise, it's, it's been a kind of something that's been embraced. So it's not so crazy and taboo when you get older or when you sliding down the hill, as we talked about, um, what do you think about, so uh, part of our discussion obviously is pre-COVID and, and post-COVID, right? So, or during COVID, we should say, in, co- in Corona, well, we talked about Corona, uh, pre-Corona and during Corona. Do you, do you feel like you have taken kind of more notice to certain things or less notice to certain things since we've been, um, you know, kind of locked in or quarantined or not, not, you know, not in the streets as much as we might have been before. Oh yeah, because I have a career where I, uh, you know, lead an office of about forty-seven people. So you know, I, the company I work for is a more casual type of company. So you can wear jeans and you can wear sneakers and those type of things. The company I worked for before was not like that. I was always in heels and dresses and mm, suits so- and things like that, but. Um, so, but I still have to be presentable because obviously I'm the leader of that entire right. group. Um, but in, in the Rona, <laughs> in, in Rona, in Rona, uh, I work from home and, you know, we're going to have another episode about working from home, but I, I work from home and I used to get my nails done, my hair done, my eyebrows waxed, I mean, my skin scrubbed. I mean, I can't tell you how I'm a self-care type of super regiment. Yes. Yeah. And I have not done my nails since March. Um, I haven't, I've, I've, I haven't gotten my eyebrows waxed uh, since that time. I have to do it myself. I have to do all of these things myself. I don't, 
I don't go to, to the Korean spa and get scrubbed either. Right. I, I just have to do all of these things myself. So yes, I've noticed a lot of differences because this, the level of self care that I'm used to and what I, I have now is like, it's like, I have to do it myself. I have to paint my right. nails myself. It's truly self care. Oh my goodness. It is like a whole it's a whole thing. And I have so do you set aside like a day to do that, like all in one day or you piece it up, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there during the week. Or I have to say, because I'm not seeing anybody really, except for on right. video calls. Uh, I've really minimized it to probably like a 20 or 30 minute activity, uh, probably for like doing my nails, um, my toenails or cuticles or whatever I'm going to do. Uh but I do like at night I'll put, I find that I have done more of like putting in leave-in conditioner into my hair and leaving it in there for a while before I wash it out. Or I'll, I'll do a facial on my own and put one of those face masks on. Uh, my, my balls of my feet were getting like rough a bit. And so I, I went to, uh, I went to Ulta and I got a, a, like a the Puma stone. Well, I got that, but I also got a foot, mask that you just it's like a sock you put on your feet to make sure it gets all the dry skin off so I've been doing those kind of self-care things but I would say 30 minutes and then I find myself doing like something extra every week before I go to bed I'll like be like oh I should do this you know or or this is happening so obviously my my uh my routine is not even a quarter of what you just mentioned but I um I did see that and and thank goodness actually for for me for having to be on Zoom meetings, you know, which catch, you know, the upper half of your body and definitely your face um because I probably would have let it all the way go. Um <laughs> I probably wouldn't, you know, I have to shave my head at least, you know, every other day to keep it smooth. I I have to, you know, I try and trim up the beard and all that. But when I know that I'm not going to be on Zoom meetings for week, two weeks, I will just throw a baseball cap on if I got to go outside or I will, you know, kind of let the face go. And I looked at myself in the mirror a couple of weeks ago and was like, oh, my goodness, my hair had grown around the side because it doesn't grow up top anymore. So I had the whole George Jefferson um, <laughs> shit cracking. And then my face was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And so, yeah, so, so, but I'll tell you though, the one thing that I really do miss um, from being in the Corona uh, time period is the massages. I was pretty, I was, I was being pretty dedicated to myself. That's the one treat because everything else I do myself um, have always have done myself. I actually, I'm pretty much against anybody else shaving my head or hmm. trimming up my my beard or anything like that. So, um, so the one treat that I I did give myself pretty regularly, and that you know at least you know once or twice a month sometimes, um, are are you know good massages, you know hour to ninety minute massages, and you know so when things shut down, that was one of the things that that uh you know went away immediately, and then. Even even when the state of Georgia opened up, that was one of the things that they said that they said could open up. Um, but the places that I I was going to, the place that I was going to, they still haven't opened yet. 
And, you know, last they sent out a communication not too long ago saying, hey, you know, we're sorry, but, you know, we're going to wait this out until it's all safe for everyone and blah, blah, blah. But um, so, yeah, that the massages and, you know, trying to work out and not get the massages at the same time, the soreness does not <laughs> get handled. And so it's, you know, you can do only so much stretching before, uh, you know, you just need somebody to need those muscles out. Interestingly enough, I don't like massages. I do get them sometimes at the Korean spa and sometimes like very occasionally I will get like a hot stone massage um, when I'm doing self-care with my friends, like we're going to an actual spa. But I've never liked uh, other people uh, like a massage therapist touching me. Yeah, Um, And I've always been this way and it's just a little bizarre. I think people think I'm a little strange when I'm like, I don't really like, you know, massages that much, or I don't like people to touch me like that much, um, for massages. Um, and you know, I don't know why it's just a strange thing. So I don't share that self-care love that you have for massages. Yeah. Um, Well, it's not, it's not, it's not uncommon though. Your, uh, your aversion to it is not very uncommon. There's, there's, I know a lot of people that don't, you know, males and females that just don't, they don't like it. They don't like the, the, you know, the fact that you have to get undressed. They don't like the fact that, you know, some stranger is, you know, kind of in your intimate space and, and, you know, and massaging you and and this and that and the other me, I'm all, I'm with it. I'm with it. But, you know, and I, I hope this doesn't sound crazy, but, um, it would, it has to be a female massaging. No, um, a lot of people, a lot of guys said that. Yeah. Yeah. In order for it to be, uh, for me to be able to relax and be comfortable. What's interesting about me though, I mentioned Korean spas. And for those of you who don't know what Korean spas are, they're like bathhouses where you go in and you can get a suite of services. You can work out in there. You can eat and it's like a communal situation. You can go into this, you know, the, the spa, you can, you can go into the cold water dunk. You can go in the steam room and there's a, a, a sauna. And then there, there are services where they scrub your skin. So all the dead skin comes off. And this is what I like to do. So I don't mind. Is getting, that painful? You know, it, it's not, but you know, I find it makes my skin like as soft as like a baby's skin and mm-hmm. it, it can become a little abrasive if you're not used to it. Like it will shock you a bit if you've never, they have gloves on, like they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're not spiky gloves, but they definitely have some abrasion to the fabric right. and they just kind of roll around your body and the dead skin flies off your body. And you think like you're like, being sanded. Yes. Um, but you think you're clean, but it really does bring to your mind, like how unclean you may be because you have layers of skin that are trapping, you know, even when you're washing yourself with soap and and water, Mm. you're not actually getting all of the dead skin off. And so it flies off and it's just, I don't mind that. I, I don't know why I mind the massages, but for anyone who has not gone to a Korean spa, Highly recommend it if you want. Sounds like paradise to me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to definitely, I'm going to try that. That, that whole situation sounds good to me. I don't, I, we'll have to see about the, you know, the scrub thing because uh, I could just see myself like, like, ow, ow, ow. But, <laughs> but besides that, that sounds, that sounds actually really, really good. We talked a lot about the areas that are, 
that are rough about getting aging and getting older. What do you, uh, what do you think about the good stuff? Like, what are the, what are some of the good things that you're like embracing and like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling my power because of my, my over the hill status. Well, you know, one thing um, I used to be, I used to like to be super thin. I used to want to be super thin and I have more of a more voluptuous shape now. Um, And I actually, it's more womanly. And I think that that happened with my age, right? And something that I ended up really feeling a lot more powerful about and embracing. Um, The other thing I think is with my mind and just the fact that I'm more outspoken. I was outspoken before, but there's a confidence that comes with age where you're less self-conscious about what everybody may think about everything you say or do. And you kind of get in peace with your mind about who you are, right? And you're not as, you you might still judge yourself, but it's a, it's a different, it's hard to describe, but it's a very different mind state, right? You feel a lot more powerful in your skin and who you are um, as you age. And I think that that, I wouldn't trade that for the world because some people say, well, if you could go back to being youthful and lose that, which one would you trade off? Right. And I'm like, right. I don't think I would ever want to go back to my 20 year old mind, even right. though I might want to go back to my 20 year old body <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. in ways. Right. I just said, I like my body better now, but, but I, you know, just the fact that you could work out and you could eat whatever you wanted and all of those kind of things. I don't know if I trade that for the mind state that I gained with age. Yeah, no, I, I I think you hit it on the head. For me, it's 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 very similar. Um, I think that you know we spend so much time in our younger days. I think compensating for um, you know whatever insecurities we have, or even there if they're perceived or or real ones. Um, I think the other thing is you know so that's around the confidence. I think it's a lot of even if we were confident. Um, a lot of it was kind of mass confidence to, to kind of, like I said, compensate for things that we know we, we were kind of lacking in, excuse me. I think that, I think for me though, that, um, experience is, is, is dope. I think experience is a, is an amazing thing. And to, to have had the experiences that we've had to grow to the point that we have, um, on one end, I'm, you know, I think one of the awesome things is that there's a lot of, you know, speaking as a black man, there's a lot of black men that don't make it to 47. Right. So it's like a huge to me accomplishment. Um, and it's sad to say maybe, but it's, it is a big accomplishment to get here, to be healthy, to be, um, you know, in a, in a career that, and and running a business that I like to be, um, you know, to have the family that I have and, and, you know, kind of to be at this stage in life. So that's, that's one piece of it. The other piece of it for me though, is, is that, you know, I'm not, and you said it, I'm not chasing my identity in any way. Like I'm super clear on who I am. I'm super clear on what I'm about. Um, You know, as that continues to grow, I still am, you know, my foundation is super solid. So I feel like, you know, where, you know, where before, and I may, I'm able to like really accept my faults as much as, 
as as the positive things, right? So I, I laugh at myself and clown myself all day. I just told you that if I let my hair grow, I look like George Jefferson, right? I wouldn't have been able to say that at 20 because I've yeah. been worried, oh, somebody might think, I, you know, I might get clowned or, you know, man, please. I'm so, so, so comfortable in my, you know, how I am. Although I do feel like, yes, I want to get in better shape. Yes, I want to, you know, you know, these other things, but the mental part of it, physical part, I I got work to do and I want to make sure that I, you know, do what I need to do to live as long as possible. But the, but the mental part is, is solid. And I feel like, uh, I feel like that only comes with being the age I am right now. Yeah, totally agree. I totally agree. But as you aged, uh, did you develop any health issues or anything that's actually uh, a serious concern for you uh, that developed with age that you didn't have a, a problem with in youth? Because I think a lot of us are focused on, especially in the coronavirus time, pre-existing conditions Absolutely. Um, and what, what exactly those conditions can be. Yeah, for me, um, I think what I, I think, you know, we go through our youth feeling pretty invo- in uh, invincible, right? We feel, we feel like, you know, we're, we're pretty untouchable. And I think I always had, and I think that there were issues that I may have ignored. I know that I think it was in my late twenties, maybe early thirties that I started, that I went to the doctor. It was funny. I went to the doctor to, because I had taken three days off of work and, you know, at my job at that time, if you take three days off of work, you need a doctor's note. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just the whole HR deal. Right. So I, I needed a doctor's note and I went to get uh, just to get a doctor's note, really just went to get a checkup just so that I had a I could say that I went to the doctor and, you know, it not affect my employment. And so when I went there, I remember the doctor very I almost remember it just like it was yesterday. The doctor saying. Telling me that I really needed to go find a cave. And be quiet somewhere because my blood pressure was so high that he he was like, you've probably been, you know, dealing with this for years and didn't even know it, you know, because I didn't feel any symptoms. I didn't have any, you know, any issues with it. So, so my blood pressure. So then he put me on some blood pressure medicine. That was then I did not, I didn't take the medicine, didn't really pay much attention to it. Still felt pretty invincible. Like I said, I think I was probably about 27 years old at that time. Um, it wasn't until after I was 40 that I went, you know, went and and started to really pay more attention. And so, yes, to answer your question, um, there are things that have happened since I've aged um, around my blood pressure, hypertension. You know, I had to pay more attention to my heart. I had to pay more attention to, you know, different things like that. But that's really my one area, which is obviously one of the most important areas I wish it was like a bad knee or something like that and not a heart. But um, but that's the that's the one thing that that I would say um, is one of those things that I I was like, wait a minute. No, there's nothing wrong with me. I never felt anything wrong. I had no symptoms. There was no issues. You know, I hadn't, you know, no pain in my chest, nothing. And um, and then you go and, you know, open the hood and they're like, oh, man, your shit is not cool, bro. Yeah, for me, I um, also have hypertension, but mine was uh, it. I have a, a stressful 
job. And I have had one like that for about 15 years. And I used to get my checkups annually. And my blood pressure would always be um, on the borderline. It never was mm-hmm. too high. Like if I would walk in, I was always probably drinking a coffee and I would sit down and they would be like, oh, your blood pressure is on the borderline. Wait here for a couple more minutes. We're going to take it again. And then it would drop normal. Right. So okay. that that would happen for about three or four years. And then when I got about 41, I think, uh, they started to ask me how long had my blood pressure been borderline. And I was like, probably for three or four years. And they had um, let me know that um, borderline for that many years has as much of an impact. If you yeah. had had high blood pressure for a short period of time, because your blood has to still pump through and it's mm-hmm. having a harder time doing that. And so I ended up on blood pressure medication, which I actually take now the other thing is yeah the other thing is i started gaining some weight in my 30s that was kind of an unexplained weight gain we really didn't know what was going on so at first they thought it was my thyroid so they put me on thyroid meds um and they found a two little cysts in my throat and then um they ended up you know monitoring me and that was okay they took me off of that and then they discovered that i had um insulin resistance. Um, So now I'm on medication for that. And that was just like a year ago that they discovered that. Um, And interestingly enough, I, um, I, I'm, I mixed races, right. And so they were saying that they have done studies on people who have Asian and, and black descent and Asian and other descents that Mm -hmm. tend to have insulin resistance, or they develop it in their later years because of they think it could have to do with um, the, the the mixing of the, right. the two. And it's not maybe necessarily because ethnicity, people will argue it's created, right? But um, it has to do a lot of with, you know, kind of, you know, how the different cultures body composition is from eating and, you know, all of the other elements that um, they're exposed to. So kind of when you mix those things together in one individual genetically, it could result in, in things like this. So um, we're not doctors, right? So by no means, but um, it was a really eye opening scenario since they thought it was a thyroid and it ended up being insulin resistant. So I have to watch my sugar. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. I I think you just tapped into and that, and and I didn't mention that earlier, but you just kind of triggered it for me was the fact that, you know, things that are hereditary are taking effect a lot more now than they ever did when I, when I was younger. So part of my issue when I went to um, more recently went to the cardiologist was, was, you know, that this, this, uh, whatever this heart thing that they are talking about, um, which is not, you know, it's not, I'm not in danger of not being here. I'm going to, you know, live a long time still, but I do need to pay attention, but that it was, that it's hereditary. Ah. And so I'm like, shit, I didn't did, you know, I know I haven't done everything I needed to do to take care of myself, you know, like I should have, but you know, I wasn't expecting some, something that I had no control over. Right. I was expecting what I didn't, you know, something that, that, you know, I inherited that, you know, was it my fault or something that I didn't, you know, I didn't eat the right things or I didn't work out the right way. Or I didn't do these things, but it actually, you know, something that I was born with and that comes, you know, as part of my family. So, um, so that's another thing, you know, I think, 
I think as I've gotten older and actually in present time, um, and I, and maybe the COVID situation did have an impact on this because I'm paying much more attention to things because, you know, like they said, you know, you put, they have the categories and you put, you're in, you know, certain, certain, you know, categories that make you more susceptible or make you more, you know, make the, the, um, you know, recovery harder and all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all just added some shit to me that I was not, uh, planning on being part of that list. So, um, so it was very interesting. It's very interesting. The, the whole hereditary thing uh, was something that I wasn't expecting, but they did say that you wouldn't have known or you wouldn't have even had anything to, you know, kind of a red flag until you got into the age that you are now. Yeah. So, so that's the interesting part. It, it's when you hit 40 and above that genetic. Uh, the hill. Yeah. A lot of the genetic things um, start to show up. And um, I guess for, folks that are listening that are not 40, I guess my advice uh, to them would be one, know your family history and the diseases Mm -hmm. that you have in your family, whether or not your parents are are still here or not, maybe figuring out what that is, just so you kind of can look out for those things as you age, because they may show up, even though you're trying to live a good lifestyle. And I think that, you know, um, the healthier you are, the more that you are active um, in your youth, the easier it is, even though it is I, the motivation at this age is something I truly tr- struggle with. Um, I'm really trying to put myself first. Um, and, you know, like this morning, it was, I think, 90 something degrees here in California, San Diego. And I got up and I still went for a run. I still was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just do it. Even if I'm going to sweat and it's going to, you know, I came in panting and everything like that, but I was like, you know, just get it out of the way. Um, But the funny thing is then I had to take a nap, obviously, because I had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to, hey, listen, one, you know, one, you got to do both sides, you know, you you can't forget. You got to have the other side. So I I think that's good. It's funny that you say the nap thing, because when we talk about self-care, that's one of my self-cares. I, 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 if I can get in a nap, a 20 minute nap, a 30 minute nap, you know, I'm a, I'm a power nap professional. So if I, if I can get those naps in, I will get them. And I try and get them in every single day, which is crazy because I, you know, and they, and they're short because, you know, obviously we're busy, but, um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, that's not on everybody's list. No, I don't, I don't I don't nap. You don't nap? Oh, shit. I'm I'm on it. All I'm I'm on it. That's one of my favorite things in the world. If I got I have to either have worked out really hard or be really tired to take a nap. Um uh but I'm not a normal napper, but I can tell when I've exuded myself or I've exhausted my body to a certain time now because I will catch myself taking a nap and then I'll wake up and say, Oh darn, that was a good workout. <laughs> right, right, right. It's funny you said that and and what you were saying just before about the motivation, um, and and the guidance that you're giving to to our younger listeners around uh around the lifestyle, right? Around creating a lifestyle around health at, at a younger age, um, and not waiting until you get, you know, into your forties and say, you know what, I better start getting going because I, I look at my dad. And he's 20 years older than me. And he has been he's he created a lifestyle when we were kids um, around, you know, the working out part, you know, uh, even if his diet wasn't all that great, even if he was, you know, 
doing this, that, and the other, he always worked out. He he's been a runner. He's been, you know, he's been a, he's worked out ever since I could ever, I could remember. And even today, like he's in amazing shape, amazing shape. Like he can run around, run, run circles around me. Um, you know, right now at 67 years old. Right. So it's, you know, it's almost embarrassing to me because we go to like hang out in the family. My brother's like an ex pro athlete. My dad's like in super great shape. And then I'm like, (laughs) so, you know, good thing I'm smarter than everybody. So, (laughs) you know, I balance it out (laughs) with the the wit and the intelligence and, uh, you know, uh, when I mean, competition comes, that's where it is. It's interesting you say that because my mom also was someone who works. She still works out to this day, and she's seventy four years old. So she uh, she does water aerobics. She goes to the gym every day. Um, I remember, I think in my late twenties, uh, she was in, she took me to a cycling class, and my mom was beating me on. I had to get off the. Uh, this was my first cycling class ever. Now I have a Peloton and I cycle. But, there you go. But but and probably because of this bad experience, but my mom was like, she was just going in the class, and I in my twenties had to get off the bike and go get a drink in the middle of right, the class. Right, right. Bathroom break. Yeah, and I had, <laughs> it wasn't that I was new to working out. It's just I never had taken a cycling class and the kind of right. endurance that's required yeah. um, to keep going for that forty-five minutes. I just didn't have, and but she has always worked out, which. I think has helped me when I fall off the wagon, always come back and remember that it is part of my self-care regimen. But. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking as, as we uh, we're coming to a close on this conversation, yeah. um, I really believe that I really believe in kind of mind over matter. Right. And I think that, I think that our minds um, are powerful enough to heal us sometimes, right? To, you know, I mean, there's things that you can't get, you can't get better from, obviously. But I really believe that, you know, we set our minds to, um, to getting healthier and actually really doing it and really kind of driving that into ourselves. I think that, you know, I don't, you can't stop the years from happening. You can't stop time, but you definitely can reverse, you know, or improve the quality of your life, you know, especially physically um, from now on. And so I'm kind of on this mission to, to, to get myself as dedicated to creating a lifestyle around physical health uh, as much as I am around mental health. Cause I'm, I'm very, very much a, you know, I've been very, very conscious about the mental health stuff, but I definitely on the physical health, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reverse time and, and maybe climb back up the hill <laughs> so that I'm not sliding, sliding down or hitting the brakes or something so that, uh, you know, so it becomes a, a, a much better. I want to be 80 and still able to get in. No, I think that um, in closing, I think that that's important. And I think that people really, as you listen to this and just listen to the changes that people go through as they're aging, it's you only have one body. Right. And right. you can't control all of the things that will happen to that body as you age. But there are things that you can control and so that you can kick it at 80 and you're not in a wheelchair, you know, and you're able to kind of move around and still use the body that you've been given. You definitely have to uh, be mindful of the aging process and, and try to reverse the things that you can. 
Yeah. So the key things, let's get a couple of takeaways. A couple of takeaways are for the youngsters, <laughs> pay attention to your to your to what you're doing right now. Get your health history, uh, your family history, so you know what you have coming ahead of you. Um, for pay us, te- over pay attention to what you're eating, right? Yeah, like I think that absolutely. You know, we we when we're young, we stuff whatever we want, but they become habits. Yeah. And as you get older, you can't do it anymore. And sometimes you don't grow out of that habit. Yeah, sugar is a hell of a drug. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so that you know that's a big thing. And then and then last but not least would be just you know just to do it's it's about balance. So you know if you're gonna go hard at one end, you got to go hard on the other end to balance that out and take care of yourself. Yeah, that's the cogent code for today. Have a great evening. Talk to you soon. What you gonna do?